All right, well, let's dive right into the word. If you have your Bibles, if you want to turn with me or tap with me, whatever works for you, but we're going to look at John 15, and we're going to go from verse 9 to 17. So as you guys know, or the vast majority of you know, I, I kind of repeat and always lay a foundation because there's always some new people with us, which we're, again, so thankful and glad that you're here with us. Make sure you get your gift afterwards at the Connect table if you're, if you're a guest with us today. But we always, this, month, this year, the word that God gave us was simply deeper. We, we did something a little different. We said, okay, God, we just want a word for the year, a word that we can build around, a word that's really going to speak to us about just what you're doing and where you're taking us. And the word that God gave us was deeper. And so every month now, we've been looking at a different aspect of going deeper, a different facet of going deeper. And this month, our focus has been on deeper love. Everybody say deeper love. And our emphasis, there's, there's so many things, because love is such an important biblical topic. There's so many ways we could look at it, but our emphasis has been particularly on receiving God's love for us. You know, we could talk about loving God. We could talk about the great commandment, loving the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and going deeper in that, and that would be very appropriate. We could talk about the second half of that commandment as well, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. We could talk about loving one another, going deeper in that. That would be very appropriate. But we've particularly chosen to focus on this month, receiving God's love for us. And receiving his love in our lives and going deeper in his love. Now, I've been very intentional about this because we love, the Bible tells us, because he first loved us. In other words, our capacity to love him, our capacity to love one another, our capacity to live out the great commandment and walk this out in our lives is actually directly connected to the degree to which we've received his love for us. And so that's very liberating, it's very freeing because you don't have to try harder. You don't have to be, okay, I've got to be a better Christian, I've got to love more. What you just need to do is you need to get better at receiving. And you need to get better at receiving his love in your life and you just learn to understand that you depend on him and you trust in him. And so we've been hitting this from some different angles or some different ways this month, but in closing, because next month, really excited, we're, we're going to be starting a new series for our Legacy 2022 Focus. And we're going to be talking about deeper impact but I wanted to make sure we tied this up because it's really been a two-month stretch. We were talking about deeper healing and then we've been flowing into deeper love and the two are very interconnected. But I want to talk to you a little bit today about how do you keep going deeper in love? Because what I don't want us to do is finish up today, leave here, some of you are going to school of the Spirit, some of you will be coming to meet the pastors, some of you will be going out for lunch, you know, whatever's happening, whatever's going on, we go, okay, that was a nice sermon series, I wonder what we're focused on next. No, we need to keep going deeper in the love of God. And even when I'm not preaching about it or when we're not doing a sermon series or a focus here on the church on it, we still need to keep going deeper in God's love. So I'm going to tell your neighbor, keep going deeper in love. And so I wanted to leave today with you a few encouragements, a few practical steps that we can put into place in our lives of how do we keep going deeper in love? How do we keep building on this? How do we keep going forward with this? And so again, if you want to look with me at John 15, 9 to 17, and uh, we're going to read from this passage, and then we're just going to pull a couple truths of how to keep going deeper in love. So John 15, verse 9 says this, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. Everyone say, abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. 
Greater love has no one than this than someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I've heard from my father, I've made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. So that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. Come on, somebody say, keep going deeper in love. So how do we keep going deeper in love? How do we in our personal lives, because part of my goal here is to continually work at moving all of you past just depending on a Sunday message to kind of get spiritually fed. As you mature, God wants you to learn to feed yourself. And there's nothing wrong with receiving a spiritual meal from a Bible teacher or a pastor or a preacher or whatever angle you go for. But if you're always dependent on somebody else, you're never going to be able to go as far as God wants to take you. Why? Because God wants you to learn to feed yourself. And not as he wants you to learn to feed yourself, but he's ultimately starting to push you into a place of maturity where you learn to feed others. Right? It's, it's a little bit like spiritual maturity follows the pattern of a child growing up. When you first have a baby, you need to feed them. You need to feed them everything. You don't, you don't let them decide what they want to eat. You feed the baby. Now, as your children start getting older, you start teaching them to feed themselves. First, to eat the food. But as they get older, at some point, you start teaching them even how to cook the food, how to microwave the food, how to make the food. In some capacity, you find some way to teach them. And ultimately, they're going out to a place where they're going to move out on their own, and they better know how to feed themselves. Right? And then what happens is the same process starts again, and they start to have children. And all of a sudden, now it's not just about feeding myself, but it's about me learning to feed others. And me learning to grow in that. And so there's this element of in growing in God and moving forward, how do we keep pushing forward in love? How do you keep going deeper? And so from this passage, I think there's several keys I just want to highlight to us this afternoon. And then we can pray over this, and I pray we apply these things to go forward. The first word I want you to look at is this word abide. Everyone say abide. We see it several times in this passage. We see it in verse 9. As the fathers love me, so I've loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I've kept my father's commandments, and I abide in his love. And we could go on further, and we see this concept of abiding. So I want to draw a connection today between this concept of abiding and this concept of going deeper. Because a big key in going deeper is learning to abide. And so if we're going to keep going deeper in the love of God, we need to learn, as Jesus said here, to abide in his love. You cannot go deeper if you do not learn to abide. Everybody say abide. abide. Now what does abide mean? What does the actual definition of it mean? Well, abide means, number one, to remain or to continue or to stay. So as much as next week we're going to be starting a new sermon series, we're going to be taking some different focuses as a church, if we are going to go deeper in the love of God, we've got to make a decision to abide. And that means that we are going to remain in this. That means that we're going to continue in this. That means we're going to stay in this. See, it's interesting. One of the reasons I'm liking having this kind of concept for the year and even talking about going deeper is it's not just an event. It's not just a one-off kind of situation where you have a, a spiritual experience. If we're really going deeper, it's God is so big, he's so massive, he's so huge that we can constantly go deeper and go deeper and go deeper. I don't know about you, but I want to keep going deeper until the day I die. 
I want to keep growing in him. I want to keep, because he is so big. He is so beyond me. There is always more. Now, I'm not talking about having a lack mindset, like, oh, I don't have anything of God, and really feeling like, I, no, I understand. I have everything in Christ. I've been seated with him in other places, but I can keep going deeper in what he's given to me. And so there's this element of abiding, of remaining, of continuing, saying, uh, abide also means to have one's abode to dwell or to reside. Where do you live today? Now, I know we can think about where we live physically, but where do you live spiritually? Because if we're going to go deeper in the love of God, the key is learn to live in the love of God. Now, when you have a home or you have somewhere where you live, you may go other places, but how many know you always come back home? You may get out. Now, over the last couple of years, I don't know if you, one of the most frustrating for me was, you know, seasons where we had to shelter in place and just stay at home all the time. And sometimes you're just getting fed up with your house. You're like, I just want to go out somewhere, right? But see, here's the key. God wants us to abide in his love or to learn to live in his love. Which means that's my foundation spiritually. Now, I may go out and learn about other things, and that's totally fine, but I'm always going to come home to love. I may go into different, you know, understandings or different seasons where God's doing things in my life, but Jesus said, abide in my love. Love provides the foundation. Love provides that safe space, and it's learning to live in the love of God. So we abide, and we go deeper. Come on, somebody say abide. Finally, abide also means, and I, I like these, I, I love how these definitions are, to continue in a particular condition, attitude, or relationship. So if we're going to abide in his love, first and foremost, you are going to continue in a particular condition. You're going to continue with this understanding that I am loved by God. God loves me. I am his son or I am his daughter. I, I am in the condition of being loved unconditionally by him. And so you learn to just stay there. You learn to keep your awareness there. Uh, it's an attitude. It affects your attitude. It affects the way you treat people. It affects the way you live your everyday life. It affects the way you worship, right? The more you abide in love, the more you receive the love of God in your life, it changes the way you worship. It changes the way you serve. It changes the way you share your faith with others. It changes the way you give. It changes the way you treat people. Why? Because it, 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 there's an attitude of love. There's an attitude that begins to percolate in your life when you abide in love. And I love this last part of the definition because it says it to continue in a particular relationship, right? This all comes from late relationship with the Father. So if I'm going to go deeper in love, I'm going to keep going deeper in love in 2022 and beyond. I need to learn to abide in love. Everybody say abide. Now, let's look a little deeper in this passage because I want to talk a little bit more. Just again, some real practical things. If you're looking for really deep truths, I may disappoint you. But I want to just give you practical things. How do we keep going deeper? The next thing I want you to focus from this passage is how much it talks about Father. Verse 9, as the Father has loved me, so I love you. Verse 10, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. If we go down to verse 15, no longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I've called you friends. For all that I've heard from my Father, I've made known to you. Verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, so your fruit should abide. So whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. 
So family, if we're going to keep going deeper in love in 2022, we're going to keep going deeper in love in this coming season, we need to keep going deeper in the revelation of God as our Father. We need to keep diving deep into this revelation. I've shared about this earlier in this month, but I've seen such a strong connection between walking in a revelation of the love of God and understanding God as our Father. Now, I know when I say God as our Father, that hits differently for different people here. And often it is very dependent on our relationship with our Father or our lack of relationship with our Father or whatever it could be in between. But here's what I want to encourage you today. Whatever your relationship was like or was not like with your father, God says, I want you to know me as your perfect heavenly father. I want you to know me as your father. And as you know me as your father, there is a identity. There is a security. There is a love that comes from knowing him as father. You know, I was just thinking about as I was preparing this week. It's amazing. I, I was watching a show and Even if you look, we've been hardwired for love and we've been hardwired even in this relationship with Father. Go look at television. Go look at movies. How often do you see, even if it's kind of corrupted or it's twisted, how often do you see the theme of love in some capacity? We sing about it. We write about it. we, 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 We create stories about it. We tie it in. There's always some kind of love there. But it's interesting to watch, start watching how much there's some kind of themes around fathers. You go into major movies, you go into major situations, you know, film, stories. It's a bad relationship, a missing relationship. I mean, it's amazing because it's just built right in there. But God says, I want you to know me as your perfectly heavenly father. We don't even realize it, but subconsciously there's this desire. And part of it is this desire to connect with our heavenly father. And the way we connect with him is it's a, he's the perfect father who releases perfect love into our lives. The primary revelation in the New Testament of God is that of father. When Jesus came talking about God as his father, one of the reasons the religious leaders got so angry at him was they said, you are equating yourself with God by saying God is your father. And it, it tripped them out. And yet that was the revelation that he was coming. God is the father. I am the son. You are being invited to be sons and daughters and to come into this family that we are going to build together. There was this whole theme. It was revolutionary, but God wants us to know him as father. So if we're going to keep going deeper in love, keep going deeper in the love of knowing him as our father. And you know, it's interesting because sometimes we have these big experiences Someone will share a testimony or have this moment. But a lot of growing in knowing him as our father is a daily walk. It's not glamorous. There's not a whole bunch of feelings or goosebumps or anything else. It's just this daily walk of going deeper. That's really a lot of the key, guys, spiritually. Many times we get caught up looking for, like, these amazing experiences. And I'm not against amazing experiences. I've had them. I've seen many people have them. But you don't live on those. You live in just faithfulness and walking with them every single day. And sometimes you're not feeling it. There's no goosebumps. You're not even sure. But you just keep moving forward. And he keeps doing a work in your life. Uh, One of the authors and Bible teachers that has impacted me the most talking about God as Father and talking about the love of God is Jack Frost. Now, he's actually gone home to be with the Lord. But I really encourage you, if you're kind of listening, and think, yeah, I want to know more. I want to go deeper. Or maybe you're kind of going, ah, oh, this is a hard area for me. Check out some of Jack Frost's stuff. He's got two really good books. One's called Experiencing the Father's Embrace. 
Uh, the second one is called moving from spiritual slavery to sonship. Now that one will rock your world. But I just want to read to you a little bit of an excerpt from experiencing the Father's embrace because he talks about going deeper in the love of the Father on a daily basis. Too often, this is him writing, we've become addicted to the dramatic experience and do not focus enough on our daily walk in Father's love. You do not have to wait until the minister comes to town with the newest revelation and an outpouring of the Spirit's power to abide daily in God's love. You don't have to sob and wail on the floor. Certainly these things can be of God. Pursue a cliff diving experience because these times may come. But apart from this, you may seek to walk daily in faith, humility, and love. And this begins to conform you into the image of your loving father. You won't always feel God's presence. You won't always sense his favor. But as by faith, you daily submit your heart to his love, there is a change taking place in your character and you begin to abide in his love. A little book called Continuous Revival by Norman Grubb has helped me understand how I choose to dwell in his love on a daily basis and not just wait for a dramatic experience. Abiding in Father's God's love involves focusing on three primary areas in our daily walk, walking in the spirit, humility before God and man, and transparent witnessing. Let me just read a little more here. I'm taking a little bit of time, but I thought this was so good. There are days when I choose to walk in the spirit and they are so rich and full of a sense of peace and joy. These are the days God's nature rubs off on me and I live to give his love away to others. I love the expressions I see on the faces of my wife and children when I walk in the spirit of God's love. It is what makes life worth living. By the end of the day, I am left with an overwhelming sense of the abiding presence of God's love, not just flowing vertically from the Father to me, but also flowing horizontally as I purpose in my heart to make his love known to my family first and then others and the nations. What an adventure. It is more fulfilling than in my younger days at sea when I caught gropers up to 400 pounds or filled my boat with 9,000 pounds of fish in one day, hook and line, making $4,000. But oh, there are also days that I am wrapped up in my own self and self-love. Yes, I still have these days. And each one I have serves as motivation to walk in the spirit tomorrow because the days of my flesh are filled with aggressive striving, anxiety, and hyper-religious activity as I seek to find acceptance in the things I do. By the end of the day, I see my family's countenance fade to that of insecurity and fear in my presence. I lie in bed at night seeking for Father God's forgiveness and often rise the next morning asking others to forgive me. This is what brings me back to the walk in the spirit. Acknowledgement of each sin against love and choosing not to live in guilt and shame, but to step back into the center of Father's love. This is a key to abiding daily in God's love. It is not just in our past dramatic experiences. It cannot be a walk that is based on emotions, on running to revival meetings, seeking new soul spirit experience. Making too much of dramatic experiences can be one of the greatest hindrances to abiding daily in Father's love. It is simply dealing with the issues in your life moment by moment and not waiting for a crisis to take place to seek God's face, but living with him daily in all the matters that come up no matter how big or small. My definition of walking in the spirit is moment by moment walking in humility and repentance and dealing with things as they are now and not waiting for a dramatic experience. Obviously, there's a lot in there, but I just love even that last line. I, I'm, all, I'm so thankful for dramatic experiences, but I just want us to keep going deeper. And you, know what? you can wait for a dramatic experience or what if every day you just move a little deeper and the next day you move a little deeper. And the next day, a little deeper. And the next day, a little deeper. And then maybe you have a rough week and things just don't go well and you feel like you backtrack a little bit. But you know what you do? You just get yourself back up, dust yourself off. Next day, a little deeper. Next day, a little deeper. A little deeper. 
See, so often we're looking for these massive leaps and so much of the kingdom is found in us just taking little steps. And if you take enough little steps, you're going to end up in a totally different place. See, watch it. The enemy tries to do that too, doesn't he? Right? He doesn't try to come with some big massive temptation he knows you're never going to fall for. He just tries to get you a little closer. Right? Watch something. Ah, it wasn't that big of a deal. Go somewhere. Oh, I'm good. It's not that much. But he's just kind of getting you going step by step. See, this is the way that things work. So we can learn to apply that because we focus on all what the enemy does. I want to know what God's doing. And I want to know how God's doing it. And if every day I just go a little deeper, a year from now, where am I going to be? Two years from now, where am I going to be? Five years from now, where am I going to be? And so often we get discouraged. We just, I don't feel like much is happening. I don't feel like I'm growing very much. You know, it's kind of like, I, I love, my, my son is almost past me now. He blew past his mother a long time ago. He has his hair kind of real big. So he's taller than me because he has hair and I don't. But technically, if you flatten the hair, I still got it on him a little bit. But you know, we're always measuring up. But I remember when I was a kid, you're trying to grow, right? You go back to, the, you got your line on the wall, and you go back that gay taller. And if you kind of just watch it day to day, but, but you just forget about it, and all of a sudden you go away for three or four months, you hit a growth spurt, you come back, you're like, whoa, the line's right here. Now, you didn't wake up every day and say, I feel like I'm growing today. Most of the time, you didn't even know it was happening, but it was just you kept eating the right things, getting the right sleep, doing what you needed to do, and your body grew. That's the way it works in the kingdom. So that we make this decision to just keep going deeper. Go deeper in his love. Go deeper in your devotional life. Just show up. Be consistent. Right? Keep pushing in and watch where God takes you. I'm thankful. I'm not against the spectacular. But don't make the spectacular your foundation. Right? Make the decision for faithfulness and consistency and just showing up. You know the old story of the, ra- the, the tortoise and the hare, right? Don't be a spiritual hare. Be a spiritual tortoise if you need to be. Just keep moving forward. So I'm going to tell your neighbor, just keep moving. So, so number one, keep diving into God being his father. Secondly, I want you to look here at verse 11, because verse 11 says this. These things I've spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. These things have I spoken to you. These things have I spoken to you. So the second key to keep going deeper in love is to keep going deeper in the word of God. And to keep going deeper in the word of God regarding love. Right? If I want to keep going deeper in the love of God, what what I want to do, one of the key things is get verses, get scriptures that talk about God's love. Get scriptures because there's life and there's power in the word of God. And, and, and I was saying to our first service crew, it's easier today than ever before. You know, you go back 15 or 20 years, I have to tell you, okay, you got to go find a concordance, open up the concordance to love, and then go research all the scriptures and write them out. All you need to do now is Google it. Just go to Google and type in verses about the love of God. There's one site that's one of my favorites in my study. It always pops up because I'll just say I want to know about Bible verses about this. I think it's called Open Bible. And they literally just list verses. And it'll just give you verses. Go find verses on the love of God. And then what you want to do is you want to meditate in these verses. Everybody say meditate. Let's look at Psalm 1, 1 to 3. One of my favorite passages. It says, blessed is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on this law, that was the scriptures, the word of God, he meditates day and night. 
He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season. Its leaf does not wither and all he does prospers. One of the things, if you want to grow deeper, you want to go deeper in the love of God, you want to go deeper in area, is unlock the power of meditation in the word of God. Now, Bible meditation is not clearing your mind. Bible meditation is actually filling your mind with the word of God. The word meditate in the Hebrew actually means to chew the cud. And so it gives this picture of a cow or some other type of animal that chews cud where literally they'll eat the same grass over and over and over again. They have multiple stomachs. They keep bringing it back up. I know it sounds gross, but it's the way it works because the more they eat that same grass, the more nutrients they pull from it. And yet that's the picture God says. And in Psalms, he says, you're going to flourish if you meditate my word. You go over to Joshua and he says, you're going to flourish. You're going to prosper. You're going to be a good success if you meditate in my word. And we can go throughout the scriptures. It talks about the power of meditating the word of God, which means I read it. But not only do I read it, but I pray it. I think about it. I talk about it. I put it up places that I can see. I sing about it. I draw it. I muse on it. I wrap it. I mean, whatever way it goes, I just keep diving into the word of God. And the more I get in the word of God, the more the word of God gets in me and it gets in me and it transforms me and changes me. In other words, if you want to keep going deeper in love, go deeper in the word of God regarding love. Somebody say go deeper in the word. Just two more thoughts on this really quickly. So I got to land this plane. Number one, in the New Testament, Word, there's two words that are used, interspersed. One is logos. Everyone say logos. The other is rhema. Somebody say rhema. So logos talks about the written word. It talks literally about like that Bible you have in your hands or you have there on your screen. It talks about written word. It's very important because that's how God chose to give us his word. But then, so you got to get into the logos, You have to walk and spend time in the Logos word, but then that leads to the rhema word. And the rhema means the living or the spoken word. In other words, I don't know if this ever happened to you, you'll be reading a passage, reading your Bible, and there's this verse that just like jumps out at you. Or maybe you're listening to a message, you're in a service, there's just like this verse, and it's like God is speaking that to you. What's happened is the Logos has now become rhema, and you now have your rhema word. And Ephesians chapter 6, it says, in taking the sword of the Spirit, which is the spoken word of God, that's the word rhema. When you get your rhema, you get your sword. And when you get your sword, then you start walking in the victory. But the problem for a lot of us is we don't spend enough time in the Logos to get the rhema from the Lord and because we don't have a rhema we're running around on the battlefield without a sword amen so it starts with getting the word getting the word regarding love so so here's how it works maybe you really wrestle with this whole concept of love and being loved by God go get the logos word get it put it out in front of you and then meditate in it And what happens is as you meditate, then somewhere along the line, that logos becomes rhema. And that now gives you this sword of the spirit where all of a sudden now, instead of you getting attacked by the enemy, you are the one who's attacking the enemy. Right? Some people sometimes, oh, the devil's attacking me. The devil's attacking me. Well, why do you keep waiting for him to attack you? Why don't you attack him? Right? Why don't you get the word? Don't, Don't wake up in the morning and wait for the attacks to come. Why don't you wake up in the morning swinging? Right? Wake up in the morning, get your sword out, just start swinging around. He'll learn pretty quickly. Don't mess with them. 
Right? Because you're not going to be bullied. What do you do with a bully? Well, I know nowadays people are like, I don't know, tell the teacher. Right? <laughs> tell the teacher we don't believe in violence. Well, when I grew up, you punch him in the face. That's what you do, the bully. Right? You punch him in the face, then you go tell the teacher. So, anyways, I'm not telling you what I told my children. But I did tell Mike, anybody picks on Shiloh, you know what to do. You get suspended, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Dad and you are good. Right? But here's the deal. The enemy's a bully. But don't even wait for him to attack you. Get the rhema and go on the attack. Right? That's why confessions are so powerful. Build yourself a confession with the word of God. And you get up. Start saying that confession. Just start clearing room in the spirit. Don't wait. I mean, I'm talking to somebody this morning. I'm talking to somebody. Don't wait. Don't be a punching bag. Just, well, I'm just persevering. Listen, get your rhema, get your sword of the spirit. And if you're going to persevere, persevere in how many times you're hitting the enemy. Say how many times he's hitting you. Amen. Okay. Justin, you want to come back? Okay, we're going to keep going. So that's number two. Number three. Let's look at the passage again. Number three, it says, verse 10, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. For just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Now, you watch this, and somebody might say, Pastor, yeah, but, but, but no, but the love of God is not dependent on you keeping his commandments. I thought you said God loves us unconditionally. God's love for you is not based on you keeping his commandments. God's love for you and me is unconditional. But abiding in his love is very connected to keeping his commandments. See, a lot of us, we are loved, but we're not abiding in love. Why? Because we're still giving place to sin in our lives. We're still messing around with some stuff, right? We're still living the double lifestyle. We still got some hidden stuff going on. So because of that, you cannot abide in love and abide in sin. You get to choose one for that. Now, God never stops loving you. You can run as far as you want to into sin. God will never stop loving you. He'll never stop pursuing you. He will never stop believing in you, but you will not be abiding in his love. Think of Adam and Eve in the garden. God put them in the garden. They were abiding in the perfect place. They were abiding in his love. What did Satan do? He came. He couldn't get them out of there. He couldn't just come in and drag them out. You're coming with me. No, he had to deceive them into giving into sin. And once they gave into sin, what happened? Separation from the love of the Father. Now, did he ever stop loving them? Come on, you answer me better than that. Did he ever stop loving them? But were they abiding in his love? Why? Because they chose sin. Now, Jesus came. Jesus dealt with sin. He closed the gap. He broke down the wall between us and the Father. So there's no law. There's still a bridge that's there. But when you choose sin over Jesus, when you choose sin over abiding in love, when you choose sin over the presence of God, you walk out of it. You walk out of the garden. You walk back into a wilderness. Sometimes people say, oh, pastor, I don't know, I'm just in a desert season. Well, it's interesting. A lot of times we want to blame a desert season on God, but God said, yeah, I'm going to make a streams and dead in the wilderness and in the desert for you. Sometimes we're in a desert because we chose sin over abiding in love, but you can get out of your desert by just getting back into abiding in love. And how do you do that? Repent from sin. Get it out of there. Stop making excuses for it. Stop calling it a weakness. Oh, it's this or that. No, it's sin. Jesus died for you and he died to free you from it. But call it what it is. Get into a place of repentance. Get back into love. Why? Because that's where you are called to live anyways. Come home to love. Somebody say, come home to love. All right, let's do this. So number one, we talk about knowing God as Father. 
Number two, we've talked about going deeper in the word. Number three, we're talking about going deeper in consecration and holiness. And going deeper. And there's just one last thought. I won't preach into this because I want to go to prayer and land this plane. But then he says, love one another as I've loved you. And here's why I learned. Sometimes, you ever felt this or maybe you ever said this or heard somebody say this? I love God. It's just as people I can't stand. <laughs> well, that doesn't work. <laughs> now, I'm glad you're being honest, but then you need to mature in love. Because if God loves those people, who are you not to love those people? Right? You, there's kind of this, sometimes we receive God's love for us, but then we want to be just whatever towards people around us. Judgmental, harsh, critical, bitter, unforgiving. See, what happens is when we do that, anybody, when your kids used to play with the holes in the backyard, you would like tie it up the sprinkler, run through them, and come on, 90s kids, 80s kids. I, they, nowadays, I don't know, a lot more parent-directed play, but, you know, we just went out there with the hose. And we used to blast each other with the hose. And did you ever sneak up on somebody and they got the hose? And what did you do? You crank the hose. Anybody do that? And what happens? The flow gets cut off. So all of a sudden they're blasting people and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, what happened? And if you're really mean, they look at it and then you let it go. <laughs> right? When we refuse to love others, it puts a kink in the, in the flow of love. See, God's always about flow. The anointing is like electricity. Electricity flows when you have an input, but you also have an output. And if we botch things up on the output, God only flows so much into us. Because if you keep flowing water into a body of water, but nothing's going out, it turns into a swamp. Life comes where it flows in and when it flows out. And so I want to encourage you in that. It's, it's us making a decision. Let's just go before the Lord in prayer. Number one, we're going to keep going deeper in knowing God as Father. Number two, we're going to keep meditating in the Word. Mature, grow, like, I said, this sounds kind of me. But some of you, God's Word is grow up. Start feeding yourself. Stop messing around with sin. It's time for you. You should be further along than you are now. But you can get there quick. Just let's, let's go. Come on. Stop the excuses. Stop the whatever. It's time to go. I just, I'm talking to somebody today. God loves you. But he's saying, come on. You got this. Let's go. And so we go deeper in the word. Meditation. Number three, go deeper in consecration and holiness. And number four, make a commitment to love one another. One of the things I've come to understand is some of the most powerful revelations of the love of God I've received have actually come through brothers and sisters in Christ. We're part of a body. We need each other. That's why gathering is so important. That's why being together in church is so important. A lot of people kind of give up on church. Do I do church? Church isn't perfect. Church is hard sometimes, but it's where you grow in love. It's where you grow together. That's why it's so important that we fight for this. Amen? So let's, let's pray. We gotta, yeah, we got to stop. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you for your love. Come on, I want you just to hold out your hands like you're receiving something from God today. And Lord, I pray today, just even as we finish up this month of going deeper in love, take us deeper. And I pray that we will keep going deeper in love.
God, I pray for every person under the sound of my voice, every person that's watching online. God, take us deeper in your love. Take us deeper in a revelation of the Father. Take us deeper in the word. Take us deeper in consecration and holiness. Take us deeper in loving one another. Help us to really live this out. And so we just thank you for this and we agree today in Jesus' name. Everyone who agreed with me said, Now, just before I dismiss, with head bowed and eyes closed, please again, I want to make sure if there's anybody here who does not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or you used to, but you fell away, today is your day to come back. The Bible says that God loves us with our love. We've been separated by sin. Because of sin, there is judgment. That's the bad news. But here's the good news. Jesus came, he died, and he rose again. He said, I'll take your judgment. I'll take the punishment you should have received, and I'll give you eternal life if you will simply open up your life to me. Turn your back on sin. Commit your life to me. And so today, is there anybody here and you say, I need to give my life to Jesus? Or you say, I need to give your life back to Jesus? Just wave at me really quick if there's anybody today. Thank you. I see a hand there. If there's anybody else today, just says, I need to, I need to get right. Thank you. I see that hand there. If there's anybody else today. Thank you, Lord. All right. Praise God. Let's do this. Let's all stand to our feet. Quite often we'll have some prayer and some ministry time and we'll have some different things going on, but we've got school of the spirit. We've got meet the pastor. We've got a lot of stuff happening today. And I feel like God's done a lot of work in us already today. So I just want to ask, uh, Joel, if you want to come forward, a couple more of our servant leaders want to come forward today. Uh, But here's what I want to ask. If you raised your hand to give your life to Jesus, or, um, or to give your life back to him. Joel's gonna be right here. We're gonna have a couple more leaders join him. As I dismiss, I just want you to come meet him really quick. We got a Bible we wanna give you. We wanna pray with you. All right, hammer's up here too, great. We wanna just encourage you. So if you wanna just come and just come for a second, we won't take much of your time for sure. And, uh, and, and we just as you go, we wanna bless you and do that. And then other than that, you know, we're just, well, Again, we can't necessarily leave as much open for prayer because we do need to make some transitions today. But Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this church family. Thank you that you are taking us deeper in your love. In Jesus' name. Everyone agreed, said. Amen. Amen. Uh, First time guests, please remember to get your gift from us. Uh, School of the Spirit, I think you're starting 145 in here. But you can get around, meet the pastors. If you want to come back and just join us in the next four to five minutes, we're going to have things set up. But we love you. God bless you. Have an amazing week. And again, if you raise your hand or you know you should have, please just come forward. Come and meet a couple of our leaders. We won't take a lot of your time, but we just want to stand with you, pray with you, and encourage you today. God bless you guys. Have an amazing Sunday.